Hey everyone, welcome to the 26th episode of the BCS Pride Pod. The BCS Pride Pod is hosted by two high school students, myself, Aiden Bloomstein, and Nolan Robertson. We bring weekly episodes with guests who talk about their sports, activities, experiences, or whatever they want for 30 minutes. Again, I am your host, Aiden Bloomstein. And I am your host, Nolan Robertson. And this is the 26th episode of the BCS Pride Pod. This week's guest has been at Bradshaw for, I think, six or seven years now. She has two beautiful children. She teaches sign language on three levels, ASL 1, 2, and 3. And of course, that is Mrs. Jackson. Mrs. Jackson, I am so excited to have you on the podcast this week. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I actually been listening to your podcast like weekly. So I'm actually excited. Oh, sweet. Thank you. We appreciate it. So to start things off, uh, could you talk about how you uh, found Bradshaw? Um, Yeah, so I was um, working as um, an interpreter in another school, and I was so happy to be at uh, an event that's a 5-fun-K run, and the teacher that used to work before me, she was there as well, was pregnant and was going to go on maternity leave, and so we just were sharing experiences. I told her I work with deaf kids in high school. And she says she works at a high school and she needed someone to fill her place temporarily. And so I did, but it turned up to be, it turned out to be a, um, a position that was, that kept going, right? I'm still here. So I'm excited for that opportunity. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, how long do you, do you remember how long it was before um, that teacher taught at Bradshaw taught ASL before you came in? Um, I think she just caught maybe a couple of years, not exactly sure the number, but Bradshaw's still so new. Yeah. I started 2013, so she was there a couple of years before me. Yeah, that's really cool. So what has been your experience with sign language and, and how did you start to learn it? And um, when did you find out you wanted to teach it? It sounded like you were an interpreter first and the teaching thing kind of just fell into your lap. What, what, was, what was that kind of um, experience? Yeah, so going way, way back, not since I was born, but um, I actually found um, the love of sign language through my church because we did praising, uh, praise dance ministry where we would just like listen to songs, interpret what they meant, and sign it to our church, not necessarily for deaf people, but just to make something um, beautiful. And I really, I still do enjoy that, even though it's just, I don't, I don't do it as often because it just takes time to actually rehearse and practice. And sometimes I just don't have that. But that's kind of where I first started with ASL was through church. That's really cool. So I know um, I've heard, you know, some students like talk about having to go like deaf events. I think like at Starbucks is like the main, you know, place people go. Um, So could you explain to our listeners like what a deaf event is? Yeah, so um, a little bit about history. Before um, technology, you can imagine, um, before technology we had, <clears throat> sorry, redo that. Um, a little bit about history. Um, ASL culture is big on getting together because they didn't have, they didn't always have the technology that we have today. And so if they wanted to see someone, they had to physically go to that person's house Um, to meet up with them, to catch up with them and seeing how they're doing. So um, the tradition continues, only this time it's more for students that come together and practice the signs with other students learning ASL or um, some deaf people that that just want to help out in the community. 
So would you say like a like community is like one of the biggest things for like uh, either deaf people or people like um, interpreters and stuff? Yeah, I just think that we hold each other up. Hmm. You know, we all have the language in common. And you can imagine if you come from a family, maybe you can imagine if you come from a family where no one else is deaf, but but only you. So whenever you go out into a community where people have the same language, they feel like your extended family. They feel like the family that you were missing. Yeah, that's really cool. And I've heard that the deaf community is really, really tight, like very, very well connected. Yeah, it's um, tight knit and it's just it. They accept all. And that's what I love. I remember I told my students this. I can go to an event and I have this older senior citizen man because he's my friend's dad and also this little 10 year old and we're all sitting there talking and having like the same conversation so it doesn't matter age or gender it's just a fun thing just to come all together and just just to use the language to sign so yeah that's really that's awesome so sometime in the year I think ASL students go a whole day without speaking right so could you talk a little bit about that I forget what you call it maybe like um what, no, go, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. We call it a day of silence. Day of silence. That's what it is. Even though it's technically not a full day, but um, it's typically in the springtime is when I do this. And that way it gives the ASL1 students enough language to kind of get some of the experience. But what they do is um, just for a moment, they challenge themselves. The idea is that they challenge themselves to um, be silent for it's not even a full day. It's from like eight in the morning to eight at night. Parents, love it. (laughs) But um, the goal is not to act like you're a deaf person, but it's to give them perspective and um, give them perspective on some things that deaf people encounter in their everyday life. For example, I remember students, they have to do a write-up when they're done with it. And I remember um, students would write saying that their teachers would see that they're all doing the, the day of silence. So they said, how many of you guys are in ASL? Okay, great. You guys are going to be together which you would think that that'd be a good thing. However, um, it doesn't allow the students that are in ASL to problem solve with those other people and um, let them figure out how to communicate with someone that doesn't fit your quote unquote norm, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. And have you seen the write-up or um, where the, like, the family goes out to dinner and they had to like order with, sign or use their communication skills, nonverbal communication skills to um, figure out what they want to eat? Yes. Um, It's kind of cool too, because students will, they go all in. They will be silent for the whole day, even when their parents are talking to them. They say, no, they point to their wrist and like, it's not time yet. I can't talk. Or at home, they'll either write back and forth. Um, Sometimes parents have taken ASL in college, so they kind of like this because it's a way for them to kind of maybe refresh some of the skills that they've learned and also have a little bit of quietness at home <laughs> during dinner time. But um, it's, it's, I know it's a hard struggle. Some students can't really commit to it fully, but they learn a lot in the outcome of just their friends treat them differently because they just give up. I don't want to talk to you today because you're doing that day of silence thing. So it's kind of eye opener. They haven't to see who they're real friends are, I guess, sometimes they say that, when they're being treated differently, um, just because they don't have the patience to try and figure out what they're trying to say. Or it may just be like, okay, well, I'll just talk to you in a couple hours when uh, <laughs> when you can actually speak to me. 
Yeah. And so just imagine what a deaf person might feel like if they're in that situation. They don't have that opportunity. So sometimes it's, let's just get through this. It's uncomfortable, but friends, please help me try and problem solve this because there are people that are just like this, that are deaf and they can't hear, but they want to be friends with hearing people. And so to problem solve through that stuff, is it's bringing awareness, not only to our ASL class, but they're spreading it through Bradshaw and Bradshaw could be spreading it through other community areas as well. I definitely see like the point of like the awareness. Cause I mean, at least me, you know, I never took ASL. I'm sometimes I regret not taking it, but honestly, I mean, I don't know. Either one's fine with Spanish me. Spanish speakers. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, the point I was trying to make is like, you know, the day of silence, um, it's really like eye-opening just to see like, oh, wow, this is like really like a struggle to try and communicate with this person because, you know, what if this person was actually deaf and like, you definitely like kind of feel bad, but you also want to like reach out and like help. So it's definitely um really eye-opening. Yeah. The only thing I'd say is for um to try whenever we do this in the springtime to attempt to not poke and make fun of the person that's doing it. Like, oh, you said something because deaf people again get mocked and get treated badly too. But try to communicate with someone that's different than you. Try and problem solve because the world is so much bigger of so many different people from different backgrounds. And we should just try to give effort to kind of learn a little bit about them. Yeah, we just all need to have patience with each other, right? Because it's going to be different and it's going to be harder uh, to me- to communicate. But if we just have patience and work through the different challenges, I think we find more commonalities if we're going to work through it than just focusing on the differences where you, maybe you can't speak, but I can, or maybe you can't hear, but I can. And we got to work through those. Yeah, it's most awkwardly for the um, hearing people because they, like, just like people that are hearing, they yell at them, oh, you can't hear me? Well, it only looks silly to the person yelling at the deaf person because yeah. they're the one yelling. So yeah. anyway. <laughs> um, have you heard about any high schools offering a ASL nearby? Yeah. So um, there's a couple schools in the area. When I first learned ASL, there was like none in high school. Um, when I started learning it in college, it was only in college. And so now it's kind of cool because it's starting to spread a little bit more and more as you see it on TV too. But we have Bradshaw, the, that's where we work, Bradshaw Christian, that's where I'm at, um, Capital Christian, um, Christian Brothers, and then also your Los Rios Community Colleges like CRC, uh, Sac City College, ARC, and Folsom Lake College. They have ASL classes um, that you guys, students are able to go to, high school students could also log into those community colleges as well to take those classes. Have you, uh, like, communicated with any of those, like, teachers at other schools? Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm, the deaf community is very small, tight-knit, but I'm already collaborating this weekend, actually. Um, Students have a social event with some teachers um, from Capital Christian as well as CRC. So some of those students will be mixed within our social event that's going to happen through Zoom. Um, it is quite different. We used to meet in person at Starbucks, like you said, Nolan, but now we're doing our Zoom calls so students can stay home. They don't have to worry about traffic or traveling. And they're always on time. They're doing really good this year. <laughs> they're prompt. It's a lot easier to go to them now. So do you, like you were talking about the different um, 
deaf events that they're going to. And like you said, the deaf community is strong and you communicate a lot with other people. Do you ever get feedback from on students like, oh, yeah, this student was really, really good from uh, one of your friends in the deaf community or uh, this this person was good at sign or he was really engaging or something like that. Have you heard those different things? Yes. Um, I'm going to add one more thing. I forgot to go back. Um, Monterey Trails, they also have a deaf program um, with deaf students there. So that's just down the street. Um, deaf students are mainstreamed into classrooms with interpreters. So that's um, a nice way, you know, that deaf students could actually take classes with hearing kids and have an interpreter provided. I get text messages from, yeah, so I get text messages from people um, saying like, hey, I just met one of your students. Or sometimes it really amazes me because it's I'm getting like kind of kudos from the community. Like, wow, I was so impressed. One of your ASL1 students, they went up to a deaf person and they didn't realize that they're deaf and blind, but they weren't afraid. They wanted to talk to them. And I'm like so impressed because I haven't really covered that for ASL1, but they were bold enough and courageous to want to know more. And I was just, it made me feel really good because that's ultimately what I'm trying to do is to not let students be afraid to get out of their comfort zone. Yeah, that's really awesome. How the different feedback and the courage of that student to go, to go up and talk to that person, because I mean, we're all people, mm -hmm. right? We're all humans. We're all flesh and blood. We all look the same in the inside. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So at the start of the podcast, Aiden uh, mentioned that you have two little kids. And so um, what I want, I want to know is, are you teaching your little kids like some signs here and there or? No, no, just <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. No. Um, so, yeah, so I have Justice. She is two and a half and I have Dorset. He is nine months. So Justice, um, she now knows all of her colors. She knows how to sign it. She knows um, how to sign eat, done, all done, more, bath, milk, apple, banana, candy, water, mom, dad. She knows how to sign a sentence. We're working on can I have, and then she's supposed to say what she wants to have. Um, so it's really cool because two times a week, she goes to my friend's house and we call it toddler class. It's kind of cute. Mm. But um uh, I have a friend who's deaf and she also has a son that's deaf. And so she takes care of justice for us two times a week. And her little friend there at, in her class, her toddler class, his name is um, Declan. And so she'll sign his name too. So she even knows how to say his name in ASL. And I just think that's amazing. Um, so Dorset, I know he'll pick up fast with his little fingers <laughs> once he's ready. Um, but he, he's absorbing it all in right now. And how old is justice now? She's two and a half. Oh, wow. Just That's like really cool. Months. Yeah. So could you, like you, you, were, you were just talking about, could you take a second and kind of talk about Justice and Dorset a little bit? Um, yeah. So what was it? Just a couple days ago. Um, I wasn't sure if I should say this because of due to COVID, but <laughs> last week Justice came up to me and she said, Mommy, I sick. <laughs> And she started talking. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, we can't say that because, you know, I don't want to quarantine all that stuff. But she doesn't know. She just 
probably saw it on TV, but I was blown away because I don't even know where she got that from. Um, but I couldn't help but just like laugh and just like see her little brain at work. The fact that she knows how to say sick and to cough. Like we don't get sick in my family often. So I was really like, where did you get that from? Um, and Dorset, he's just always full of smiles. Even though his sister will sometimes like push him down, he'll get up and uh, and then he'll smile. <laughs> um, and I'm noticing more and more that he's like humming the song to like Twinkle Twinkle, little star. Like he'll just, mm-hmm. he's only nine months. And I'm just like, still, I'm just, I'm blown away by how much they, they absorb. Do you sing that song to him before he goes to bed? Um, the, he has a nightlight. So um, we can, we nightlight that plays white noise, um, but we do change it every once in a while. So I was just really surprised that he was able to pick up that song and that stuck with him, like, you know, the melody. Yeah, that's cool. Babies yeah. are so awesome. I think they, they can do so much more than we expect them to do, right? They, we expect them just to be like a little blob that just grows and eats and that's yeah, about it. Talk to kids as much as possible because they absorb everything. Yeah. So, um, one thing I wanted to ask you is, um, what would you like tell people? Um, so like Aiden and I, like, we're not, we don't really know sign language. Um, so what would you like say, like how for us to approach someone that, uh, doesn't necessarily, or that, that is deaf and we don't really necessarily like know ASL, but like, is there a few things that we can do just to like make them smile or something? Um, wave universal that's a universal way right you just wave at them and say hi with a smile on your face um don't yell you don't have to be the person that yells at them (laughs) because then you would look silly um if all else fails we have technology at our fingertips literally you can text hey how are you or i like your shirt or something you can give a compliment if you want and hold it up to them so that way they can read it you don't actually have to give them your phone um but just to let them know that you're trying and you're invested I think, um, yeah. This may be another question too, but when, let's say we're at the grocery store or something and you uh, like say, excuse me, or hey, what could you grab this for me? And they're deaf and it's kind of like that awkward, uh, oh, did you hear me? Did you not hear me? Are you being rude? Oh no, you're actually deaf. What is that? What is a way that someone could go through that and um, talk to that person? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I feel like you can easily just, if you're not going, I don't know. Like, I feel you could, don't just, one, don't always just assume deaf people need help. I'm, I always get that scenario yeah. where they see them talking with the clerk and it's like, oh, can I help you? I, I know a little bit of signs, um, but you're, ta- you're in, taking away that power from that deaf person. That deaf person is in the world, in a hearing world. They deal with hearing people on a day-to-day basis, on a day-to-day basis. Um, They are educating the people that's in their circle. Um, So, you know, they can figure out how to communicate themselves. So for you, for other people that see deaf people, I would say if you're not going to have a conversation with them, just let them be. Um, If you want to say, excuse me, you can kind of like, Maybe it would probably be helpful to just ask me if ever you guys are in passing, ask me how to say sorry or excuse me or ask other ASL students just to have that. I know a lot of times so many parents have asked me, oh, I know how to say thank you, but how do you sign your welcome? 
And so they don't know these just common signs that they always wanted to say to deaf people. So learn those keywords, learn how to say, oh, excuse me, or, um, or you're welcome, different signs to kind of help you navigate in that situation. If not, just bite your tongue, I guess, and just let it be <laughs> kind of like shrug your shoulders, like, I'm sorry. They can, some people can probably read lips. You don't want to assume that all deaf people can. But if you're saying sorry, if you did something, you bumped into them, I think they'll get it. I think you'll be fine. So um, I know you've been listening to our podcast, like you uh, mentioned at the start. Um, so we'd like to end our podcast um, with our guests giving a piece of advice. Um, so uh, this is kind of like a free for all for you. Um, could you just give us some advice, either the parents, students? Yeah, um, let's see. I'd say try to reach out to someone that challenges you. Um, someone that may speak a different language or have a different background because you may be surprised at what you discover. Um, just like John 15, it says, um, as Jesus says, as I have loved you, love one another. And I feel like if you model that, just keep walking in that. That's kind of what I try to do just to kind of take everyone in and learn a little bit about everyone. Yeah, that's really good advice. Um, and just like you said, loving everyone that it's, it, it's, it's, it's that simple, right? I mean, it, it's hard, but yeah, it, it's that simple. We're all the same in the inside. Well, thank you for coming on um, the 26th episode. We know you're probably really busy with school and, and, and your kids, but we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. And I think it was really good. No problem. I loved it. Listeners, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at BCS Pride Pod. Again, that's at BCS Pride Pod. Also, if you have any questions or suggestions on who we should bring on, send us an email at pridepodbc at gmail.com. Again, pridepodbc at gmail.com. And make sure you also check out our website. That's pridepod.buzzsprout.com. Stay tuned for next week's episode. That would be uploaded Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website.